0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone.
1: This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky?
1: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did you bring wine?
1: I got the glasses.
2: You guys, I made a quiz.
1: No, I
3: didn't bring anything, but right I'm here to have fun.
4: Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and somewhere, zing went the strike of my heart to the man that got away. What are you doing the rest of your life? Me? Well, our love is here to stay, so everything is coming up roses if you're finding wonderland. A house is not a home, so I can't give you anything but love, but our once upon a dream come true is just in time. Joining us today are the usual 50% impossible dreams, including... Kevin, it's about time, Jager. Yes! <laughs> Kimberly, our over the rainbow game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour.
1: Hello.
4: And uh, with us today is a legend Sunset Boulevard, Mama Mia, Wonderland, Jerome Robbins Broadway, Hairspray, Love Never Dies, and literally too many others. Let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the, of the show. show!
3: Karen <laughs> Mason!
0: Yay! Here's Julia. <laughs>
3: y'all ready for this thank you so much for joining us
0: yeah it's been a long day
3: (laughs) (laughs) i know this whole week
4: i thought it was like the day before so but like (laughs) it's weird little things that remind me of what day it is i'll I'll, like like this is so random but like i went into like my fantasy football team to update it and i like saw that there was a game tonight i was like oh my gosh it's thursday that was like (laughs) tuesday night (laughs)
0: <laughs> I've never played fantasy football. My my niece has been, my great niece has been trying to get me in it, and I just don't understand it, so. It's not as <laughs> much
3: fantasy as you would expect, I will tell you that.
0: <laughs> and in my mind, I was just like, there's football <laughs> happening? Yeah, it's just one more game I could lose at, so.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well,
4: thank you so much for joining us. Um, we start every episode with, what are you drinking?
0: What are you drinking? <laughs> Well, I am drinking... Oh Belvedere
4: God. vodka. Belvedere
0: vodka on the rocks, baby. I'm Ooh. hoping that, you know, perhaps someone from Belvedere will see the show and send me you- a <laughs> Sounds
4: great. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
2: <laughs> Brian, I see uh, champagne of beers. In uh, yes, of course, oh. the
4: champagne of beers, Miller High Life. Very my, nice. my downstairs neighbors moved out yesterday, so... um, They were like, hey, come down and take all this box of fridge stuff that we can't move with. And there was a a six-pack of Miller High Life. So I'm like, you know what? Champagne of
3: beers it is.
0: Absolutely. And free. The the price was great. Mm, Perfect (laughs) price.
3: (laughs) Kevin. Uh, I was inspired by Brian's beer drinking this week. So I went out today and got myself a Sam Adams (laughs) Oktoberfest. Oh, that's Going into the fall. And it's delicious. It's not pumpkin, is it? Uh. I mean, it's orange, so that makes me think it
0: is. Oh, I think it's Let's just Oktoberfest. Pumpkin That's should like just a- not be put into absolutely everything. It's a it's unique,
3: sure. it's a unique malt blend to provide a deep, robust color and smooth, rich flavor.
0: Wow, there's there you nothing. Go.
3: Go. It doesn't say anything about pumpkin. So Good. leaves, they put leaves in it.
2: Be <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my like baking PSA that most of the time, <laughs> if you're getting a pumpkin something, it's just pumpkin pie spice. There's no pumpkin.
0: Yeah, right. It's
2: just cinnamon and nutmeg and cardamom and cloves. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what if you like you you like buy a pumpkin and cut it open, just the spice falls out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, it is
2: delicious.
0: Spices, you put on pumpkin.
2: <laughs> Tom's pumpkin is what you get in that latte. Everybody. Kimberly, are you,
3: are you still on a fall kick?
2: I am on a fall kick, and actually, I almost put pumpkin pie spice in this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's <But> the Bar <laughs> Hill.
2: We're gonna be grainy. It's Bar Hill Tomcat Gin with um, fresh apple cider, but I made it a spritzer today. Ooh. And I put a little lime tonic water. That sounds really good
0: and I don't even like
2: gin. It's a Tomcat gin, <laughs> so it looks like whiskey.
0: And it's very close by, that's good. It's very close <laughs> yeah. by,
2: but it's so, made in whiskey barrels. So. Oh. It has the amber color. Yeah. So,
4: Karen, we're on the same. Pa- Kevin and I are on the same page as you. Gin is not our thing, <laughs> but I, but I and, and at all. But I will say the closest thing to getting us to drink gin is that Tomcat yeah. gin. Yeah.
3: Oh,
0: really, okay. I, you I you said, I good. said, close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I there's something weird about the gin. taste. I <laughs> just
4: <laughs> not for me. Um, so, uh, Karen, um, what's your favorite musical?
0: <laughs> the one I'm being paid for. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. You know, I, um, I'd have to say probably, and you know, and it's an oldie but a goodie is Gypsy. I do love Gypsy.
4: Oh, you but mean the best I, musical ever?
0: The best musical <laughs> ever. You know, it's got a great book. It's got a great score. Everything about it is. It's just put together so beautifully. That everybody gets a payoff, which is kind of nice. I think most everybody, except for Herbie, gets a payoff, and that's kind of nice. Poor Um, Herbie, but I know poor Herbie. Yeah, true. It is. It is. The guy works his (laughs) tail off, and you know you can just go. But, (laughs) (laughs) But it's a great role. Mama Rose is such a fabulous role. So you know that, or even one of the strippers. I I'm happy to.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Any one of those yeah. ladies would be good.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we just watched the Bette Midler one for the podcast and that, oh, the, yeah. And that yeah, stripper and I scene. Seen it
2: before.
4: Yeah. That stripper scene, like we're watching Bette Midler as, as mama Rose. And like the stripper scene is the one that stands out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. Listen, mama Rose works her cojones off and then the street three strippers show up for one song, couple scenes, and they yeah. walk off with the show. So, there's nothing fair about it. that's
4: but. you just described Kevin on this podcast. He just <laughs> he steals the, his he, works too
2: hard or he steals it. Uh, <laughs>
4: well, we'll get to Kevin's corner and then she can make a decision he for herself. He does have
2: a gimmick.
4: <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> um, um cool. So, let's uh let's talk a little bit about I mean, Your career is massive and wonderful and with so many... (laughs) That's because
0: I'm old.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's people who do not have the kind of career that you had. Um, But I guess let's talk about kind of your trajectory, kind of what was like... Uh What was kind of, aside from like, once you were able to kind of like secure jobs and you felt a little bit more comfortable, or maybe you never felt comfortable, like what was, aside from just like getting the job, is there something that you look for when like something presents itself to you? And has that changed over the course of your career?
0: I I don't feel, and I I don't know if I've ever had that luxury to Mm -hmm. be able to choose roles, you know, usually it's, uh, hey, I need a job, and this is happening. And, you know, I go and audition, and if I'm lucky, I get it. And if I'm not, then I go and audition for something else. But I I, um, I kind of feel like the first thing that, that changed my life was not even happened here in, in New York, but in Chicago, which is where I grew up. And it was meeting a, a friend of mine Well, he became a friend. He was my music director for 16 years. His name was Brian Lasser. And I was doing community theater and particularly unhappy out in the suburbs of Chicago and went and auditioned at this restaurant called Lawrence of Oregano that had uh, auditions for for singing waiters and waitresses. I know. And that was just one of a chain of silly names, but great. And they were having singing waiters and waitresses. So I, my sister gave me this sign, that said it was in the bathroom. As a matter of fact, you know, having these auditions. So I called up because I really wanted to get closer to people who were getting paid for doing what I was doing for free out in the suburbs. So I went and auditioned and met Brian, and we started doing. Um Nightclubs and cabarets, and just working together was such a uh, uh, there was such an attraction between the two of us musically that we worked together for sixteen years um and it just changed my life it totally changed my life and then when we decided we had gone as far as we could to Chicago, and it was either we go to one of the coasts, yeah. But both of us really wanted to be in New York, so we moved here and, you know, kind of trotted along through, we worked down at the duplex, which was, at that Mm -hmm. time, it's the one that was on the other side of the street, you know, the older duplex, (laughs) and 55 Grove, I think, was the name of the number, and worked there every Saturday for a a year or two, and uh, would go back to Chicago to make money to come back here to lose it. And then you know, my first Broadway show was a show called. Um, I did some off-Broadway stuff. I tr- went out of town to. I my first job was getting hired to uh, work in Wichita, Kansas, at the Music Theater in Wichita. Oh wow! Uh, to play Fanny Bryce, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Here is a girl, a Midwestern Catholic girl. <laughs> playing a brooklyn jew in wichita, kansas. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds right. Yeah, I would have know. it no other way. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, then I get back in town and my first broadway show closes on opening night. It was a show nobody has even heard of. I bet you haven't what called about? play me a country song. See, I see those faces. Nope. Not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me to the DJ at 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was uh, a show that was just destined for failure, actually, because the writers kept arguing and fighting. And, uh, oh, my God, it was such a mess. I mean, the director... Uh, the director was not a real director and so he was kind of an alcoholic (laughs) and so he would yeah and but he would tell everybody well just move where you feel like moving and so everybody kind of went down center and uh it it was listen it had some fun music and I loved the cast was so great I got to rub elbows with you know people who in my generation were legends, you know, Ron Carroll and Mary Gordon Murray and all these people that I I really respected. But on opening night, they took us out. Our party was um, on the Circle Line Tour and, yeah, it was, should have been really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: we got our pink slips on the way
3: out. <laughs> and
0: I think it's just because they didn't want anybody reading the reviews. You know, so they took boat. us out on a boat. Sure. And, I mean, it's an entire ship filled with alcoholics. Everybody's smashed out of their minds because they know the show is going to close. But that was my first experience. But, you know, wow. you have to keep going. Wow. I think you there's keep a show going. in just the boat. Someone should yeah. like that. Someone some might, like that.
4: Some might call it a showboat.
0: A showboat. Show wow. Some might. If they had pride, they perhaps would not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But, you know, then,
0: you just keep going. You know, you just keep going until something sticks. And then you move on to the next one. And sure. you just keep hoping that something will happen <laughs> that I still audition. I mean, for love never dies. Yeah. I had to go in and audition, you know, a couple times. And so I, I would love to think that I had the kind of career that they would call me while I'm sitting at home in my, you know, pajamas, but you no, know, I I still have to go out and sling it a little bit. Sure.
4: Well, let's, let's talk about love never dies for a second. You went you just, you went on a tour with love never dies. Um, uh, what was it like um, to go out on tour with obviously a sequel to something that is one of the most well-known musical properties like of all time um, and to yeah. kind of bring that story to um, people ac- across the States. And that was, the, you were on the first national tour. With, yeah, right? the, the
0: only national tour,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk to kind of about that experience in terms of, you know, expectations people had and kind of what, what, what that experience was like to kind of share the other piece of the story um, that people do not know or, or didn't know even existed until
0: then. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a beautiful, I, I'd only seen the um, tape from the uh, uh, Australian production. <laughs> and uh, ours was kind of a lot of the set pieces and stuff were lifted from the from that production. So we had a similar look. But this was my first tour. I called it my Medicare tour because you know I was <laughs> I was a little uh you know long on the tooth to start touring but uh, my husband Paul and I talked about it and it was like you know what this is going to be a, a fun thing and the expectation was that perhaps it would move to Broadway sure. so yeah <laughs> and um, it was amazing the audiences loved it loved mm-hmm. it it really is a beautiful show it's a beautiful show. It's gotten slammed a lot. But it's it's lovely to look at. And did any of you see it at all? Brian's I gone. did.
4: I saw it in Hartford because um, I was living. Megan Paterno, Christine, friend of the show, was my roommate at the time. Oh. Um, so we went up to Hartford and, and saw you all um, in the production. It was, we had a great time.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, listen, it's got like every show. When people say, oh, it has such flaws. And I think. There's only one show that really doesn't, and that's Gypsy. But yeah. every show, <laughs> but every show has you know inconsistencies and and moments that maybe don't make total sense. I mean, it's a musical. People are breaking into dance and song, so you kind of have to suspend a little bit of that. But I, I I thought it delivered an impact, and and the cast was fantastic. I loved doing it. I loved my moment at the end of Act One where I get to, I'd never played someone as um, strong as Madame Giry. And uh, I loved it. It was good. It was fun. And it was a great cast. You know, I, I auditioned for the Madame Giri and the Phantom, uh, the real, the first Phantom, mm-hmm. uh, and can't sing it and yet they kept calling me in, but it was always just a, like, I can't sing this, and I'd work on it, and work on it, and work on it, and go in, and Kristen Blodgett would, would listen to me <laughs> so sweetly, and then go, Karen, you know, it's just not quite what we're looking for, but while we have you in the room, could you sing something for us? Like, Sure. They just booked us <laughs> okay. in the middle of their day. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of like in a little entertainment, doing a little show. Yeah. But, you you know, I'd come out of the room and all these women looking like it was an Italian funeral because everybody's in black um, were, you know, going, what actually went on when you're singing somewhere over the rainbow uh, uh, uh. <laughs> at your audition for Phantom? But it, uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, audiences loved it. The fans were crazy. Some people followed us from town to town to town. I've yeah. never seen that kind of devotion. You you actually do develop a bit of a relationship with some with the people that you recognize over a period of time, and and the gifts that they give. I mean, it it was remarkable. I, and I did Mamma Mia. I mean, which was. Yeah you know crazy people were nutty about that show and it was right after 911 so you know it was it there was all that energy but this there was something different about this maybe it was because we were moving from town to town but to have people follow you is just wild and bring you presents all the time and cookies and you know fan art
4: Sure. Well, we do a little segment here called Stage Door Stories. Stage um, Door
0: Stories. Awesome.
4: I mean, you talked about Mama Mia, Love Never Dies, and I'm sure you have a lot of other ones. Um, that's my dog squeaking in the background. He chooses <laughs> the whole day to sleep. He chooses the whole day to sleep, and he's like, oh, you're you're doing a podcast? Let me squeak my toy. Um, <clears throat> but um, so you bit Mama from talking about Mama Mia and Love Never Dies. I guess, do you have any stage door stories that – Heartfelt reminisce that, that you that you think about kind of when I bring up the stage door that kind of encapsulate that stage door feeling or moment for you as an actress,
0: yeah, um probably mama Mia um, just because it was right we we started previews and opened uh, right after nine uh, eleven and it, in the theater, um, Judy Kay and I would talk about this all the time that you know that retrospective the mega mix at the end when everybody yeah.
4: oh we know the mega mix yeah. we are
0: you...
4: <laughs> we are big mega we are pro mega mix here at Sid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well listen I did I started leg lifts from the day I found out I I, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> I thought oh my god I have to wear white Spandex. <laughs> 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 and but when they started that mega mix I mean people were were it was kind of a safe space in the theater and so the energy that they felt about being in a safe space was overwhelming and it was like this rush of energy that came at us for the mega mix I mean, it was almost judy said it's almost like it's probably what a rock star that energy comes at them and at the stage door people would be in tears thanking us for, you know, giving them a couple of hours away from thinking about what New York, what has happened to New York. I I mean, in tears. And I, I, you know, listen, I like to believe that every time we set foot on a stage, we give people the opportunity. That, to me, is kind of the the, the gold ring of, of theater and performance is that we give people a chance to share what they're feeling, escape what they're feeling. You know, it, 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 that's the joy of what we can do. And to see people weeping after Mamma Mia, you know, I mean, we thought, oh, it's such a silly little thing, but to the audience, and it soon became to us it became a real uh, respite. it became a place of uh, you know separation. You could go and just forget sure it was it was that was really, really lovely, really, and overwhelming too
4: <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine yeah like that yeah. that giving people such a gift in a time when it's needed and like not almost not realizing it first and then kind of like it evolving over time. That must be such a beautiful thing to be a part of.
0: Yeah. You know, and Broadway really stepped up. The Broadway shows that, um, that opened pretty fast. Uh, it was, it was, a. um, you know, I, I have a great deal of respect for the Broadway community, for the theatrical community, uh, in New York. Uh, and throughout the country, but in New York in particular, you know, it's a very, there's a very uh, uh, supportive um, feeling, and everybody just wants to get out there and do it, do their job, and to have that suspended for a short period of time around 9-11 was hard, but, you know, people came back, and the audiences, we didn't know if we'd get an audience, but People and support, and it? you
4: need an audience in the Winter Garden. That's yes, you for sure. Do,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's lonely without an yeah. audience. Yeah. yeah.
4: Do you know where? Do you know where else you need an audience? Tuesdays in the <laughs> corner, corner with
3: Kevin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh oh! Can I just tell you who was at my door? Ooh, Ooh. Um, that was my neighbors letting me know that I left my keys in the door. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> your keys.
0: Wow
3: well done
2: that's the kind of day I'm having welcome everyone wow.
3: <laughs>
0: Well have another <laughs> sip
2: uh, yeah <laughs> keep thinking that
3: <laughs> Tomcat fact, Kimberly I got this for a minute here in heaven's <laughs> corner and so today uh Karen we're gonna be playing some uh, oh. a, a, actually everyone's gonna be playing together so you're not the only one Brian you're okay, playing this time too mm-hmm. so wonderful. So this game is called Excuse Me, Aren't You? And the way the way it works is I'm going to say... Sorry,
2: who gave you permission to play a game? I
0: know, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, very territorial.
3: <laughs> Excuse Me, Aren't You? So the way this is going to work is I'm going to say, Excuse Me, Aren't You? And then describe a person who shares the first name with one of you three people.
0: Okay. Oh. Wow. I have to say to all three of you that the part that really scared me was the game part.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there aren't a lot of Kimberlys in the world, so let's so There's see.
3: Kimberly or some variation of that name. Got it. Brian. I'll
2: guess them all now.
3: <laughs> which doesn't have to be the Y-A-N. Just so okay. You know. <laughs> sure, sure. And then our, our guest is Karen. So... Um, I'm going to say this, like this, describe this person. If you think it's you, you say, no, I'm not. And then say that person's name. Does that make sense?
0: Maybe. Yes.
3: (laughs) I'll explain it. So for example, if I said, excuse me, aren't you the little boy from home alone who gets left by himself? Oh, I see. Okay. I would say, no, I'm not Kevin McAllister. Because I'm Kevin. So you don't say anything if it's not your name. And I'm trying to see if I can get that. And then after a few seconds, if they don't get it, I'll open it up to anybody if you can get the answer. I understand. Okay.
0: Oh, Lord. All right. So let's see how
3: this goes. Excuse me. Aren't you the person who won the Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Performer in a Drama Series in 2008? 2009, 2010, and 2014. No, Kevin, I'm not Brian Cranston. Good job. Wow,
0: that's impressive. Be easier with me. (laughs) (laughs) me All right.
3: Next one. Excuse me, aren't you the performer who paired with their older brother Richard to tell everyone that just like me? you all long to be close to you?
0: No, sir, I'm not Karen Carpenter, thank you.
3: There you you go. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, aren't you the actor I saw opposite Mia Farrow in A.R. Gurney's Love Letters on Broadway? Who is also not the namesake (laughs) they're talking about on South Park either? Who's an Irish actor? Wow. No, Kevin. It's, I'm not Brian. <sighs> Who's Tommy Boy's dad? Dennehy. Oh, Dennehy, Dennehy, I'm not Brian Dennehy.
0: Thank you. See, I'm better with working with a group. <laughs>
3: Karen gets the <a> steal.
0: <laughs> I got what? half of it.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, Next one. Excuse me, aren't you the next door neighbor of Stephanie, Michelle, and your best friend DJ?
2: No, I'm not Kimmy. What's her face?
3: Gibbler. Kimberly? Gibbler? Gibbler. Kimberly gets the points.
0: Wow. What is that?
3: From uh, Full House. Full House. Full House. Oh. I've
2: never really watched it, but so I'm glad I knew her name. <laughs> I keep tabs on people with my name.
3: Excuse me. Aren't you the most well-loved companion of Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones?
0: Oh. oh shoot. Karen. No, no, Kevin, I'm not. I I'm not Karen. I can isn't see it, her.
3: Isn't your last name just like the first name of the man who played the MC in The Revival of Cabaret?
0: Allen, coming. The first name. Allen yeah. Karen Allen. There it, it, is. Is. There it is. is.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. Aren't you married to my former boss? The answer. The answer can be yes.
0: Oh.
3: <laughs> if it is actually you. Oh. I got it. I-
0: Who's your former boss? I don't have that. Oh, me?
3: When I was a singing waiter.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) Yes, I am Kimberly Cooper Schmidt. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It has never registered to me that he was in charge of you.
3: Yeah, he was. For a whole summer.
0: Where'd you work?
3: At the Showplace Ice Cream Parlor on Long Beach Island.
0: Oh, my God, that sounds amazing.
3: Yeah, it was, I it bet was the fun. stories
0: you have are fabulous.
3: Where I, I met Brian that. Kimberly.
0: Oh, my God.
4: We we definitely have a lot of stories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Singing waiters and waitresses? Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
3: Playing an ice cream in, like, a 1950s-style ice cream <laughs> parlor.
0: Yeah. I was slinging Italian Italian food at uh,
3: Lawrence of uh, Arabia
4: <laughs> is something I will never forget in my entire <laughs> life. Incredible! Game right? Oh
3: yeah, that's my, my favorite movie.
2: Business venture is just pun restaurant names.
3: Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, all right, sure. I got two more here.
0: Okay, here okay.
3: we go. Excuse me. Aren't you the wisecracking literal booze hound on the once-canceled-but-then-super-popular-and-now-not-as-popular adult cartoon series? Oh. Adult cartoon series.
4: No, Brian. No, Kevin. I'm not Brian the dog from Family Guy. What's his last name? Uh, Oh, is it um, uh,
3: Brian Griffin? There you go.
2: Finally canceled it?
3: And the last one... Excuse me, aren't you the fabulous performer I saw in the Judy Garland biomusical musical at Paper Mill?
0: <laughs> Not playing Judy Garland? Why? Yes, Kevin, I am. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and this has been Kevin's corner. And I looked at the score, and uh, Karen won.
0: <laughs> Yay! Do I get a prize? Just because you made more it
3: questions.
4: <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Uh, Did you all see, did you see, uh, we we did chasing Chasing rainbows.
4: Rainbows? Yeah. We all saw it.
0: I love that. I love doing that show. That was so much fun.
3: That was great. That was, we had a really great great time time that night. Loved my song. Yeah. You had a great one.
0: Yeah, I did. Short to the point with a big note at the end.
1: (laughs) 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 That's so good. Well, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Speaking of songs
4: that you've sung, um, you have a coming up a special um uh online video broadcast of your acclaimed show uh Mason at Mama's in March. Yeah. Um recorded at uh the nightclub Don't Tell Mama, but it was recorded in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you're actually gonna be able to stream this is very cool. You're gonna be able to stream it um uh for three performances um on a limited basis. It's uh October 15th at 8 p.m. October 17th at 8 p.m and then no, Sunday no. October
0: October 17th
4: at 2. At Ooh. 2 okay yeah. so that's
0: a matinee yes a matinee um, and then on Sunday at three so a real at matinee. three
4: yeah. cool yeah. Um, but let's 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 talk about that um,
0: okay
4: let's talk about that kind of your song selection um, kind of based on uh, your your album um, can we talk about kind of uh, I don't know like talk about the iteration on the album uh, and then kind of what your what your thought process what your your creative process was to bring that in a cabaret setting and really kind of like Worked through the flow of the songs.
0: Well, with that show, uh, I had, I opened Don't Tell Mama back in 1982. And Boy. so I, uh, it was Nancy Lamott and myself, we were the co-openers. And we each took, like I'd take early and then she'd take late and then I'd take early. Aww. and she, You know, it was like late, early, late, early. For a couple of weeks. And uh, we each had a, you know, part of the opening night and then we each had shows after that um but that so i i worked there a few times Mm -hmm. and then i didn't you know moved on to other clubs um as one does and then in 2015 i was looking for a nightclub where i could do a long run and it's kind of changed in new york from when i started uh you know obviously nothing stays the same and so I uh, was looking for, I, I wanted to do a longer run. And so Sidney Meyer gave me uh, Sundays and Mondays for six weeks. And we put together, Barry Kleinboard, Chris Denny, and myself put together this show that kind of incorporated, I did what was my first and second song back in 1982, which were arrangements which had been done for me by uh, Brian Lasser, who I met mm-hmm. at Lawrence Avraganos.
4: No, I'm not Brian Lasser. I mean, <laughs> we're, not, and we're not still playing? Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> and uh, um, so we we put together a show that had a lot of that. It also had some of my Broadway credits. You know, I did uh, As If We Never Said Goodbye from Sunset. But we, we did a really, uh, it was just an amalgam of old and brand new um, and told a lot of stories about that first night back in 1982 you know when everything looked very fresh and beautiful and Mm -hmm. we had celebrities in the audience back in 1982 it was an exciting you know a cabaret opening was very exciting so uh, I wanted to honor that in in the place that the room that we, we actually did start it's so beautiful. Yeah, it was really fun. Oh my god, I loved it. And I—I I had... bet you have
4: great stories from
0: that. <laughs> Why, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, going back, we did. We sold out every show. We, did, we decided to keep the ticket price to like fifteen dollars. Oh wow! And uh, you know, I really wanted people to come and ex- share it. I wanted this to be an exciting thing. And I also wanted to sell it out. So I figured 15 would do it, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was, you know, opening with... Um, Brian had done this arrangement of Something's Coming that uh, is one on my first CD. And uh, I've always loved it, and Chris has always loved it. So we did that as the opener. But back in 1982, Chris... Uh, Brian went to the piano, and, you know, they lowered the lights and made their little announcement. And we told the story of that the technical director at the time said, Ladies and gentlemen, Don't Tell Mama is proud to present Miss Karen Akers.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, yes, of course, Karen Akers.
0: <laughs> so... I, uh, you know, didn't quite get the introduction I had hoped, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had a great time, and it was an exciting, it was a, you know, it was exciting in cabaret uh, back then. Mm. I, I, I think it's probably much harder for people now doing cabaret. It's a much more expensive endeavor it's mm-hmm. a one-off, and uh, have any of you done nightclub acts or you know? Kevin put
4: on a performance of his music um, in a cabaret type setting. I um, did.
0: Yeah, did I you? Did yeah, yeah. Where did you do it, Kevin?
3: Uh, it was at the Metropolitan Room before. Oh
0: it, yeah, yeah. My Christmas album I recorded at the Metropolitan. Yeah,
3: they were really nice.
0: Yeah, it was a great space. Yeah,
3: it no was. Oh, too nice. bad.
0: Yeah, another one bites the dust. I know. But putting that show together, we just wanted it to be a little bit of everything, and uh, you know, it did. It, it started out with when I first got to New York, and you know, and did the "Don't Tell Mama" thing, and 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 just told those stories, and um, and then ended with uh, uh, one of my favorite songs, yeah. They're all favorites. Is uh, "In My Life" the Beatles tune? Oh, sure. There are places that I remember all my life. Such a beautiful, a beautiful song. So it just seemed really appropriate to do that at the end of that show. Sure. Um, we uh, when we recorded it, Michael Lee Stever was the f- the film the, the guy who filmed it, and you know I looked at it right after the show, and honestly, I, I cannot look at myself usually uh, it's really hard to watch i'm hypercritical, mm-hmm. and you know oh my god you look so bad there look at that big mouth those hands you know i mean it's all and so it's good to have a little distance for me so during the <laughs> pandemic michael found it and he said you know you really ought to do something with this so he he worked on it made me look a little you know less pale and my husband worked on it and mastered the sound
4: mm. and
0: uh um Paul Rolnick you know and I I watched it and I thought okay it's really lovely it's really and it's so nice to see somebody with an audience you know we don't Ugh. get that now yeah.
4: It's we so don't true.
0: See a performer with an audience and mm-hmm. to see that reaction and that that chemistry was just uh it was really lovely to watch. I thought, okay, well if you know, if we can do something with it, let's do it, you know. And so we're doing these three performances, these three uh streaming uh performances and hopefully people will come.
4: Yeah, well, we've seen it. So we can say that yeah. it is spectacular. Um, again, that's October 15th at 8, October 17th at 2, October 18th at 3 p.m. Um, check it out on those dates. Again, it's $15. It is so worth every penny. Thank um, you. To, you. can go to KarenMason.com and kind of get, not kind of, you can get tickets there. <laughs> um, uh, but we would highly, highly suggest it. Um, it's, again, you know, we're watching all these kind of concerts online and they're wonderful, but there was, you know, I, I couldn't pinpoint it until you said it. There was something kind of magical, like hearing clapping and yes. like, you know, going like there yeah. was it, it was it was it was a nostalgia that we shouldn't have. It, it was yeah. so
0: You know, I mean, listen, I, I've been trying to like sing and do all of these projects, trying to keep myself <laughs> occupied. But mm-hmm. it's. I just did something for the York Theater, and they're doing a series of concerts as fundraisers. But, you know, you sing to a little hole in your computer, or you sing to the camera. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, I'm a live performer. I like that, that reaction. I like to feel... I like to people to let me know if they're paying attention, you know? This is why right. I like to look at people in the audience, by the way, <laughs> uh, because I like to make sure they haven't fallen asleep. And, <laughs> and if they have, wake them up. Wake <laughs> them up. You know, those. there's always a big belt note right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, should we,
2: should we oh, on
4: that, oh, sorry, Kimberly, go for it, sorry.
2: Oh, I was just saying that it's true there, the connection between a performer when they're singing to an audience versus singing to the Zoom, right? Um, yeah, is completely different. It changes everything.
0: I mean, I can, you know, I, I, we're all very good now. I I don't know if you were really good at it before, but I've gotten pretty good now at singing to the little hole in the in yeah. the computer. But um, or at least I've gotten more comfortable. But it's still. Uh, that chemistry in a room you know know, and in some place like don't tell mama which is a it seats what a hundred maybe like that yeah yeah and and you have this the energy just it's just great yeah i i do miss that i miss that a lot
3: sure so So kevin
0: what do you write
3: uh i write plays musicals
0: how fantastic
3: yeah so we put out like Some of, like, the standalone songs and then some of the from, like, a piece we're working on.
0: Well, if you ever need an old belter.
3: Yes!
0: (laughs) 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 Should we
2: play a
3: game?
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Speaking of writing musicals. Kevin's like,
4: I gotta go write a song. I can't play.
2: (laughs) 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 Very loud is out of my window. Great. The noises of Washington Heights. Uh, Oh, you're in Washington Heights. I am. I'm in Queens. Oh, Brian's in Brooklyn. We've got the boroughs represented. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <In> the Bronx. <laughs> I'm
4: almost there. Yeah, yeah, close enough.
2: Perfect. Well, speak, speaking of writing a musical, speaking of love never dies, because can you hear this music from my window? Yes, oh, a play. little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a game inspired by Love Never Dies, and also the Huffington post listicle 10 cliches about love that won't save your marriage. And so (laughs) how this will work (laughs) is you each get to create a new musical based on one of these, um, cliched love sayings. Great. It's a game called love story. Um, I also have my scenery bag full of lights of Broadway show cards. So if you need inspiration for your musical, I can pull you out some actors and creative team members. Oh, nice. And we nice. Very can make- prepared. And then we'll play everyone's favorite game, say when, to figure out which um, phrase you get to use.
0: Perfect.
3: Excellent. Seven,
2: would you like to go first? Sure. Okay, let me get to the top. Say when. When. <clears throat> you had me at Hello is the title of your musical.
3: And it can't just be Jerry Maguire. <laughs> no, I cannot. Okay, okay.
2: Let me know if you need an actor or anyone.
3: Um, yes, I'd actually like two actors, please. Like, okay, and then I'll go from there.
2: Perfect. You have Sarah Bareilles and Brandon Uranowitz.
3: I'm obsessed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So you had me a hello at the musical written by Sarah Bareilles, yes. but starring Sarah Bareilles and Brandy Uranowitz's opposites, who meet in a foreign country where Sarah Bareilles's job is to teach people who are coming there to like work for an extended period, like pass the like the passable language that they need to like get through day-to-day life. So she teaches him the first part the lesson of everything that she teaches is hello. So she can get him just so he like can say hello, because that's like the first thing you have to learn. Um, <clears throat> but he has a really hard time pronouncing the hello. So it takes a really like long a lot of work and like she's mad because like you get paid by the number of students you teach, and like he <sighs> has taken forever to learn how to say hello. And then finally he says it right at the end of intermission, but now she's fallen in love with him. So she starts teaching him wrong so that it takes longer to be with him, and then they fall in love. This wow. is delightful.
0: Yes, I've already purchased my ticket. <laughs> I know, me too. The advance is very good. That's right, <laughs> my
3: opening night outfit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brian, would you like a turn? Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: Wow. I'm going to really suck at this, I think. <laughs> yeah, it will be great.
2: Uh, be when? When? Love is blind.
4: Okay. Um. I'm going to take, can I have three uh, people, please? Mm -hmm. Okay. Love is blind.
2: Okay. You have, well, they're not all actors. Is that fine? Yeah. Okay. You have David Diggs. Great. Andy Blankenbuehler. Wonderful. And Harold Prince.
4: (laughs) Oh, okay. Um... (laughs) okay so love is blind is a musical um that is in the dark um Ooh. the audience is in there and you're sitting in the dark for it's all it's an hour it's it's like 70 minutes no intermission so it's Perfect. not too freaky deaky um <clears throat> but you're sitting in the dark and so let me take this back it starts with like a full musical and everything and um about this um these girls who are going to the restaurant dans le noir which is that the blind restaurant where you 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 eat in the dark and you pre-order your food you go in you sit down everything's in the dark
2: right um, are you doing about time the musical
4: no no i've actually been to dans le noir when it had a pop-up in new york it's super oh. cool um but that yes that is a scene in about time but um so they go in and it's about um these girls who are there and one of the, so it's for this girl's bachelor party, but we end up following one of her friends um, and she meets somebody there. Um, and it's about their conversation and their, and there are subplots with the other girls. Um, but uh, basically th- once they get to the restaurant, everything is dark and you're only hearing these characters sing to each other and all of that in the dark. And then finally at the end, like, the lights come up and it reveals who they are, and like every like the audience probably isn't confused because they know who the actors are um, beforehand, but like them on stage like have to figure out who's who, um, and then there's a little bit of like confusion and uh, and they all end up you know falling in love and it's great and it's wonderful. Um, the one of the the lead male is David Diggs. Um, it's choreographed by uh, Andy Blankenbuehler. He's very excited um, to he's staging it he wants it to be a little bit more um you know <coughs> dancey in the dark um and um and then uh this was uh um and then uh it's it's produced by how prince's estate uh, of course and uh and if we pick one more female um that's who the lead
3: is um by the way my triple pirouette for an audition in the dark is brilliant <laughs> It's like,
0: actually, that's (laughs) the only way I can do a triple pirouette. (laughs) Cynthia Erivo is your other. Wonderful. Nice. Um,
4: Wonderful. It's like, Like it's like
2: out in the dark.
4: Yeah. Oh man. That's going to be, I mean, that'll be so powerful. Just hearing that pierce through the dark and like almost creating its own light. Man. (laughs) I love it. Love is blind.
0: Love is blind. Again, I purchased my ticket. (laughs) all right <laughs> karen would you like a turn oh god no but yes okay all i'm gonna say is you guys have to help me if i yes. if i look totally confused and there's a long pause you got it okay say when sure when love
2: the one you're with
0: wow kevin would you like, you
2: like
3: do, we well, do, that's do it on the Do it on like so. <clears throat> okay,
0: give me a couple of actors. Oh, yeah, do okay. it. Let's see. Nathan Lane. All right. Always good for comedy. Sally Field. Wow. This is an older cast. This is good. <laughs> and Patrick Page. Very nice.
4: Honestly, Karen, you don't need to describe it to us. I, I bought my ticket already. Uh, <laughs>
0: Excellent.
2: (laughs) It's a love triangle.
3: What if it's it's the three of them? So Sally Field's character goes to see a, like, a spiritualist, like, who, like, can predict the future, like a fortune teller. And the Mm -hmm. fortune teller tells her she's going to sit next to the man on an airplane that she's going to marry and be with the rest of her life. Oh so my. she gets to the airplane and it's one of those airplanes where there's three seats instead of two and she's in the middle between Patrick Page and Nathan Lake.
2: Oh yeah.
3: And so the okay. whole flight she's trying to figure out which one of them she's supposed to get off the plane with and be with the rest of her life.
0: I again have purchased my I bought my ticket. That
3: actually that sounds great.
0: Yeah, and it of, does of course, actually.
3: Of course the twist is that there's some kind of like a flight attendant man that like they treat like crap the whole time but he's <laughs> the one that she's supposed to be with and like she gets off with the flight attendant it's totally a thing
2: oh wow. she gets scared and like goes
3: inside. so like something him. happens like and like the one guy's like locked like Nathan Lane character obviously gets locked in the bathroom they have to do an emergency <laughs> landing and so then the flight attendant sits next to her to like during the emergency landing that's when they realize she's supposed to be with him <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay. Well, can I can I... see why you're a writer, Kevin.
2: Kevin can also just do mine again, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Say when. When? Love hurts. And let's pull some people. Love hurts. Elaine
0: Stritch. Oh. Love Hurts.
2: Matthew Broderick. Let's get one more.
0: Chip Zine. Oh, again, another Wait. older cast. I like this.
3: Did you see Elaine Stritch, Matthew Broderick?
2: <laughs> and Chip Zine.
3: And Chip Zine? Yes. This is perfect. So, <laughs> Love Hurts is about so Elaine Stritch when she's still alive. Um, she has gotten to that age. I don't know if this happens when you get older, or if it's just like it's a condition that can happen to anybody. But it happens to her where she no longer can feel pain. So she, her—that stu-
2: happens to everyone as they
3: age. Kevin, yes. that's
4: Kevin. That's what happens to a Bond villain where they can't okay. feel pain anymore. Hey, I, I think you're confusing old age with
3: the world is not enough. Right.
2: <laughs> so when you turn 75, you have no more
0: pain receptors. I don't know why I just
3: told myself, like, get through 60 years and then, like, 60 more, It's just like, it all feels good. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you it doesn't happen. But, go ahead.
3: <laughs> Okay, so she has this condition where she suddenly doesn't feel pain anymore. And okay. because of that, she's being very reckless and going crazy because, like, even if she breaks an arm, it doesn't hurt and stuff like that. And so Chip (gasps) Nine is her son, her adult son, who's, like, losing his mind and trying to make her, like, rein herself in. And then Matthew Broderick is her doctor, and he's trying to figure out, like, because she's also, like, all of her ailments are getting better because she's, like, doing all these, like, physical activity things and stuff, so he doesn't know if he should tell her to stop or not. So that's Love Hurts.
0: This is good because I see a really good 11 o'clock number in this one.
3: Absolutely! Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, where she's just doing cartwheels and throwing herself, like doing pratfalls. Yeah,
3: it's like a big number called "Can You Feel It."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Oh, uh, I can play this game with you forever, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> having a prompt, work
3: that workout.
2: <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, go get some work done tonight.
3: Yeah, like, I got some. I got three musicals to write. <laughs>
2: Love story. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was fun, Kimberly.
0: Thank you. That's um, amazing that you think up all these games. I love that. Oh, thanks. Kimberly
4: told Kimberly told him the prompts before this. No, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, Kimberly, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: I've played many <laughs> a similar
2: game, and perhaps oh. he was scared. <laughs>
4: um. <coughs> um well, that, that brings us to the end of our episode, really.
0: Oh, no kidding.
4: Yeah. This yeah. this hour went by pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, it's been thank an hour. You. Yeah. We made it through.
0: Wow. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. My uh, Dan, my press agent, Dan Fortune said, you know, watch, watch a couple of them because it's not your typical show. And I thought, oh, oh no. Yeah. We love Dan. <laughs> Dan I would, love Dan. Dan,
4: Dan know. wouldn't have put us in touch if he didn't think that you could handle the well, brutalness. I said,
0: are you sure it's not going to be like Grandma Visits Broadway? Stuff? Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, 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 no.
2: You
3: brought a bottle of Belvedere. We knew we were going to be on. Did. We were friends from the beginning. Yeah.
2: <laughs> True. That's all we needed to see. We're good here. <laughs>
4: Absolutely.
2: We're our best friends. <laughs>
4: Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, we, we, you're delightful, and we had a blast, and we hope you did too.
0: I did, I did, and thank you for writing those musicals, Kevin.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, again, again, don't want you to forget. You can uh, you can uh, go to karenmason.com uh, and purchase tickets to watch uh, Mason at Mamas in March. Again, that's October fifteenth at eight. Saturday, October seventeenth at two, and then Sunday, uh, the eighteenth of October at three PM. Fifteen dollars tickets. Um, it is totally worth it. Audience, wonderful performance, and it just—it just it just a, its a delight all the way around. So Thank you. check that out. You. Um, you can also find her albums wherever you buy music. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can uh, find us uh, on social media at Broadwasted. Uh, you can Twitter and Instagram. You can, of course, find us on uh, Facebook, join our Facebook group. It's a, uh, we do some theater nerdy stuff there. Kevin, uh, heads that with some polls that, um, he never wins. <laughs> never win the polls. I would um, like to him up to win. I still lose. Literally, literally you could be like, who's your favorite Kevin on the podcast and like Kimberly, win. <laughs> yeah, Kimberly and Aaron would win. Yeah. Um, but, um, you can also find us on Patreon, patreoncom Broadway with some awesome content, um, and then of course you can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts: Spotify, Stitcher, and of course iTunes. Rate and review us there. Five stars, thank
0: please. stars please. Thank you. You all are oh. so cute. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: You are.
4: Uh, no, we're also tipsy. <laughs> um, but thank you, Karen, so much. We've enjoyed your work. Uh, throughout your entire career and we can't wait oh. to see what's next. Um thank so thank you. you so much for taking the time to uh hang out with us. But my pleasure. Um, you know, we end every episode with a quote and today's is yeah. we do. We do, Kevin. <laughs> Honestly, I forget sometimes too, man. <laughs> um Sometimes at the beginning of episodes, I'll be like, oh, I never picked a quote. So I'm just like, well, I guess we're winging it. <laughs> um, but, today,
1: <laughs> but today
4: today I did, and it's, I have a dream, a song to sing to help me cope with anything. If you see the wonder of a fairy tale, you can take the future even if you fail, which kind of lines up with kind of the story that you told uh, about uh, Mamma Mia today. So I'm, I'm happy that that accidentally worked out. Yeah, um, yeah. But thank you again so much. Um, We raise our glass. We place our glass. Cheers to you all.
0: Thank you. Cheers to
4: you. And uh, as we end every episode, Um,
0: cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
4: Thank you, Karen.